Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast, PB and Chill. We're your hosts, Bhavna and Pooja. We are both seniors in college from Buffalo, New York, and we grew up as best friends. Although we have many similar experiences, we each have our own take on all sorts of different situations. We're coming at you not live from social distancing to reflect on these situations with you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of PB and Chill. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to PB and Chill. This is our October episode. Uh, we are clearly going to talk about the debate that happened two days ago now, right? Or would it be three days ago? When's Friday? Uh, three days ago. So, Bhavana, get us started. So, it's funny because I was studying for my microbio exam last night because I had it this morning. Well, today is today's Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. We're recording this on Wednesday, September 30th. Yes, so... And I was like, oh, like, I really want to watch it, but I, like, really need to study. So then I was going to just watch it, like, after my exam today, Wednesday. But then I, like, I finished studying, and it was, like, 1030. And I, like, looked at, like, social media, and it was, like, all, like, people were going off. And I was like, I need to watch it. So then I watched it on YouTube at double speed. and I But I had to shower, right? So I put it. Smart decision. No, but listen, I literally had to shower, right? Because I was like, I'm going to go to bed at like 1130, like, because I need to get up early for this exam. I'm in the shower. I have a speaker. So I connected my like speaker to my phone from the YouTube video. And I was listening to the debate while I was showering. (laughs) What a bad move. (laughs) But it was also in double speed and they kept talking over each other so like I kept like missing things so then I had to go like back and like play it in 1.5 speed but it was wild it was just like two little rats like nibbling at each other like that's what it sounded like (laughs) wait 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 no wait 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 I saw this meme that was like Listening to the debate is like watching two old white men well, it was. fight over the last pudding. <laughs> <laughs> is that not the most true statement? Like, dude, that poor moderator, like he was like, Mr. President, Mr. President. Like he kept saying Mr. President. And I felt so bad. <laughs> um. Yeah, so actual takeaways from the debate, which was, so I was watching the debate with my friends. And it really opened my eyes to the fact that there are people who are still our age who don't seem to understand how big of a deal this election is. One of the reasons that my friend was giving me that they're like not voting is because at this point, like the Supreme Court's probably going to get filled with this lady, right? Like he has the Senate vote. They will probably speed through it. Like it'll probably happen. But for me, I'm like, so that's it? Like, it was only about the Supreme Court for women's rights? Like, the Supreme Court determines it all? Like, you don't think a Democratic president and a Democratic Senate could do anything to then help save those rights? First of all, not even get them to the Supreme Court in the first place if they just make laws that suppress us? And then, like, another argument was, like, it doesn't matter who's president. And for me, I hate that argument because... It's it's like saying like you hate the CEO, like it doesn't matter who the CEO of a company is, or it doesn't matter who the dean of a school is. Like these people are leaders. They are your face in the world. And so it does matter 
who the president of the United States is. Maybe not for laws. Maybe not for policy. No, but no, but you know what? Like I have, sorry, I have to interject here, but I think people like this person who you're talking about, or like not this person, like whoever is thinking about like not voting, like I'm trying to understand it from their perspective, right? And I guess in a way they feel like they don't feel the effects of a new, like of a changing president because like, I don't know, like, I don't know how to explain it like properly in words, but I feel like they're so privileged in a way, like I'm privileged in a way, like to be honest, like I feel like I don't like, I mean, besides like being a woman and everything, like I feel like the changing presidency is like such of this, like this big idea that like doesn't trickle down all the way to like someone as small as me, you know, but in the long run, it does. But like in that moment, they probably think like, this doesn't affect me. Why should I care? And I, I, a hundred percent think that that's the reason because when someone like, when someone has the audacity to say like, what has actually happened in the past four years that is so bad? It's because they have not been in the badness of the past four years. They have not been experiencing it because, and I feel like, I feel like that word, I like that word. I agree with the idea of privilege, but I feel like some people just get so triggered by it. Like, how dare you call me privilege? I'm doing like this, this, and this. Like, I've had these life experiences. It's like privilege as a concept. Like, you are receiving a college education right now. You are... We've never had to go hungry. We've never had to go hungry. We are driving our parents' cars. <laughs> our parents are paying for our education. My parents are paying for my housing. My parents are paying for my education. Like, I, yes, how has any of this affected me? It literally hasn't because I am a student who doesn't have to have multiple part-time jobs to get through college. I have jobs for extra cash. Mm-hmm. And like, it's hard to dis to kind of dissociate yourself from that and think about like the millions of people it's actually affecting. And I just, and I think, but I think at the same time, it takes two seconds of an acknowledgement to vote. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, to vote. But also at the same time, like, okay, if you need to go through those hurdles first to understand to if you are the type of person that you need to actually want to vote to vote but you can't see yourself getting there it takes two seconds to understand that this election is not about you that too oh my god that too that's such a good point it takes two seconds to understand that this election is not about you this election is for people who are vulnerable. This election is for the people who are hurting, that we are so gratefully not in their position, but we so desperately want to help. Like that is what this election is for. And it's about like the fact, and like I was saying, like part of their reasoning was that, um, part of their reasoning was that like, what does a president do, right? What policies is he gonna change? Like, how is he actually going to affect anything? And for me, it's like, that's not what this is about, because right now, the president of the United States has not been able to denounce white supremacy. And I am a person of color. Wait, we need to talk. Wait, we need to talk about the alt-right real quick. Like, he refused to denounce white supremacy. How is that not the deal breaker? How are you still saying 
saying that there is no difference between these two candidates. Because the people who are voting for him are, I don't know, white supremacists. Do you know how many times I went back and watched him say that sentence? Like, I went back, watched it, and not even that. But if you look at his facial expressions, too, I was watching, like, everything, like, just his face. He was just, like, so standoffish. And he, I knew in his heart he did not want to, to like, give any reason for that population to not vote for him. Um, something that really stood out to me. So in my religion class, we were talking about the whole alt-right and like the whole um, like proud boys. When the moderator asked him to basically condemn white supremacy, he was like, oh, like, give me a word. Like, I don't know. I don't know. You couldn't say um, white supremacy. No, you had to say something else. Right. And he chose the proud boys, which is actually like really interesting that he like I don't know. I just thought that was... Did Biden give him that? Who gave him the word? I actually don't know. I don't know much about Proud Boys. Do you want to elaborate? Okay, so the Proud Boys, according to Wikipedia, which should not be my source, but the Proud Boys is a far-right, male-only organization that promotes and engages in political violence. They put women down. They put people of color down. They put immigrants down. They're very anti-immigrant. Like, they're just like... It's white supremacy, like, at its finest. Um, and, oh, it's funny because it says, officially, the group rejects white supremacy, although members have participated in multiple racist events and events centered around anti-left violence. So by the FBI, they're classified as an extremist group with ties to white nationalism. Like, FBI classified as an extremist group. <laughs> and he chose to say those words. <laughs> But he, you know, no, but you know what he said? He said, Proud Boys stand back and stand by. Like, get ready for the fight. Yeah. Which is, I, I don't, I truly don't believe that Trump is, like, stupid enough to not know what he is saying. I mean, so, okay, the fact that he used the word stand by, which clearly does not mean stand back. Like, why did he say stand back? and stand like i've been going down this like psychological like rabbit hole trying to figure out like did he make a mistake when he said said that or did he like actually mean that so looking at what happened right after the debate like proud boys like the whole like reddit and stuff like went crazy and they were like oh trump like we heard you like um uh we're waiting for your orders like they just got so energized like re-energized by what he said i saw that too yeah and that's like so scary. Like, what the hell? I don't understand how. Okay, there's there's two concepts, right? There's the there's the nothing in this world matters. Who gives a shit anyway? Concept, right? Which is like fine. You want to talk about not giving a shit anyway? Literally, like I tell you all the time that this world is Maya. Like I I know what it means that everything can be treated as an abstract concept. That's all fine and dandy, right? But I also know that not everybody thinks that way. Not everybody's life deserves to be lived that way just because some people choose to believe in like a life that is like an abstract thing. Some people's lives feel very real to them. And for those people, this is very real. And for those people, if we can just vote him out, 
then we will save the livelihood of so many people, livelihoods that have already been lost due to the lack of his leadership during COVID. People, I feel like people forget that uh, 207K lives have been lost, but imagine the effect of the people around those 207 lives. Those lives are also struck, right? So millions of lives in America have been ravaged and affected by a pandemic that with the right leadership could have been contained. And another thing that this person I was talking about was like, or watching this debate was saying was that that's just like a probability. He didn't like actually believe that that could have happened. But the idea, fact of the matter is, is that right now we have like a, Americans that are outwardly disagreeing with science. They're outwardly not trusting scientists. They are outwardly, and like as a woman in science, as people in science, that should be kind of alarming. Kind of alarming. Like, and I say that like, because if it can't be fully alarming, it should at least be kind of alarming that you are willing to like believe that it would have had the same effect if there were just leaders that believed in science. You still think that 207K people would have died from this disease. And it's like, for me, it's like, I while I was watching it, I just feel like a lot of it was Joe Biden had to be weirdly on the defensive. Okay, the 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 actual debate was between Trump and Chris Wallace, and Biden was just standing there. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then like, oh my God, there was one meme. There was one meme where um. There was like Christopher Wallace, like as the moderator, just kept saying Mr. President, but then there's like a different emoji next to it. So first one is Mr. President, Mr. President, and then it's Mr. President, like puppy dog eyes, Mr. President, heart eyes, Mr. President. Like, I'm just like, because <laughs> that's exactly what he was doing. He was just like, Mr. President, Mr. President, like, please just listen. No, like, uh, Wallace, like, um, had some like snide comments in there that were like really funny. And I think, like, I think he did as good of a job as he could, like, to be honest. Yeah, a lot of people, like, CNN was going off about how, like, Chris Wallace, like, didn't do a good job. But, I mean, given the circumstance of, like, Trump and Biden and they kept, they didn't, like, adhere to any of the rules they had agreed upon before. Like, the whole two minute per person thing, like, that was just thrown out the window. I'm pretty sure they never do. I'm pretty sure debates, at least for the past, like, three years that I've noticed, they never do. You know what I hated about this debate? And I feel like we're going back and forth. I feel like we have no concrete structure here, but that's fine. It's okay. That's just how the debate was. (laughs) (laughs) This this podcast is modeled after the debate. Except Pooja and I don't hate each other. (laughs) Quite the opposite. And we're both Chris Wallace. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But what I actually hated the most was when Trump, like, for some reason, I can't remember what the gateway to it was, but somehow brought up Joe Biden's dead son. <gasps> I was just gonna say that. I think I forgot, I forgot, I also forgot the order in which it went, but he brought up one son and then arbitrarily pivoted to the next son. And then... So he brought up the son that was... Okay, okay. To be honest, I don't know a lot about Biden's sons, but this is what I could gather, at least from the debate itself, was like, um, you can tell me if I'm wrong or right about this, but it seemed like one of Joe Biden's son got discharged from the army because of a drug problem. 
Is that true? Or he was like, Trump said he was like dishonorably discharged, but I don't even believe, like, I don't know if I should believe him or not. But I think it was because of a drug problem. So it was Hunter Biden. He got discharged from the military because he was like, had a um, cocaine addiction. And so like, so they, first of all, he wasn't dishonorably discharged because dishonorably like has a separate connotation to it. Let me look up. It's like, it happens when they do treason espionage they desert like their crew sexual assault or murder those are things that call for dishonorable discharge and he literally just had a cocaine addiction and i don't mean that as like a just like obviously just in the circumstance of being dishonorably discharged yeah but the reason i hated that was because in a country that is literally suffering from an opioid and addiction epidemic yes how is the president of the United States using that against a candidate? A candidate's son. First of all, it's not even a candidate. He somehow talked about his son as if his son was a representation image of his father. But like, I feel like as soon as you bring up the the sons, like, and the fact that, like, how as a future as a future physician, and understanding the climate of addiction that our field has not even that but what broke my heart was biden's like he looked straight into the camera and was like my son has had a drug problem like many other americans but i still love him like that like got to me and i was like you know what i know i'm settling for biden but like now i'm like i'm like okay homie how can the leader of the united states try to frame addiction as a negative thing and like i've dealt like i've had like i've been surrounded by people who have been addicted to things and i don't think that that makes them any less of a human being and i don't think that that gives them any reason to be dishonored and or to feel dishonored or to feel shamed and and i just think that is the pre- if that is the it just it just goes to increase the stigma around addiction that's another thing if that is something the president of the united states is stating as one of his stances like he thinks addiction is something to be ashamed of first of all his brother had an alcohol addiction so like what is that about like does he feel and he talks very highly of his brother so i have no idea why he's bringing shame into this context but then i don't want that person as my president i don't give a shit who the other person is I don't care if it's Joe Biden. I don't care. I just don't want it to be him. I don't want it to be the person who is the face of my country because that's just completely incorrect. But also imagine the effect of hearing that, like your president say that as a recovering addict or something. And then you get into a huge, another huge public health crisis. People feel shame. People don't get help. You get more homelessness. You get more people who are on the streets because they cannot, like, they're not getting the proper resources to help them deal with their addiction because of the leadership that we have. And then that's what, it goes back to, okay, there are people, like, we are able to understand, like, wow, imagine hearing that as a recovering addict. That sucks. But there are people that have probably not been surrounded by addicts in their life or have don't want to put themselves in the shoes of someone who's an addict. And they don't understand the empathy that goes in to trying to understand what these people are going through. And that is why you're voting. Because it's not about what you have experienced and what you know, if anything. It's about how there's other people who are literally getting bullied. There are other people who are literally getting mistreated for who they are by this president. And we need him out. 
we need that the person who is apparently the leader of this country is not doing a good job we need a new leader no matter who it is just try something new i don't want the same thing for the next four years i know how these four years went give me something new if biden is as bad i'll figure that out in four years but right now he's not as bad another topic was climate change where trump okay so i was a little not confused but i was just like oh my gosh um and so he basically said like that he somewhat believes in climate change, but doesn't think it's affecting us. That's the vibe that I got. Like, he was, I think Wallace had asked, like, oh, like, do you believe in, like, climate change or something? Like, he, like, asked him, like, point blank. And Trump was like, uh, yeah, like, kind of. But we're happy. We're perfect. Yeah, we want clean water. We want this and that. And we have it. But... Like, I just, he just kept going in circles. Like, I was just like, can you just give us, like, what like, What are you even trying to say right now? He is delusional also because we are not perfect, like, at all. That, like, he was just like, yeah, the people are happy. And I'm like, what people? What people? I'm not happy. <laughs> like, who people? <laughs> I'm not happy. Who people? Where people? How people? Like, like okay, stop. <laughs> <laughs> but um, one of the things that really, oh my God, actually, there's like, oh my God, there's so many things. Um, one thing was that an argument that's brought up is like, America's not even the worst. What about China? What about India? I was like, okay, cool. Yes, those countries also need to reform. But how can we expect other countries to reform if we don't reform ourselves? And are we not, like, are, is the United States not supposed to be, like, a huge leader in the world? Like, overall, aren't we a huge leader in the world? So shouldn't we start things, like, or continue into things and maybe not leave the Paris Climate Agreement? Like, maybe not do shit like that? Like, that's what's at stake. Because what was... I don't remember. Do you remember what Trump had said about why he like he said in the debate, like why he didn't want to be part of the Paris Agreement? Like, ugh, I can't remember exactly what he said, but I was just like, you're stupid. <laughs> Maybe we should find out exactly what he said. Wait, why is Google like this cute little dog? Do you see that? Can you go to Google. I don't have a Google. You don't? Oh, there. Oh, why? Celebrating celebrating a Dash Hound bobblehead. You love Dash Hound. It's so cute. I keep clicking on it. I keep clicking on it and hearts come out of it. Oh, if you click it? Yeah, hearts are coming out of it. Click it, click it, click the dog. There's just hearts coming out of it. Out of it. That's so cute. You know what? I really needed this today. Okay, he just said it's very unfair at the highest level to the United States because it would cost it was a money thing. It was a money thing. It was because of how much money it would cost us. Um, that actually brings me to a future topic that I will address, but basically to that India China thing, it's like, okay, yes. They are also mega polluters, but like, so are we. 
in one regard. And if we can change, then we can expect other people to change too. And if we can at least change, wouldn't that feel good as a country to know that you are doing the best for this world, even if you are not the reason that it's its inevitable downfall? Like, wh in what sort of way is the argument of, oh, everybody's murdering people, so let's also murder people. Like, who, who's going to say yes, that is correct logic? Like, no, if everybody's murdering people, I'm going to try and, like, not be a part of that crowd. Like, I'm going to try and, first of all, not be one of the people that's murdered. And then also, maybe try and stop them from murdering other people. That, this is leading me to my money argument, because everything Trump does obviously involves money. And I know that people who aren't voting or who lean right or whatever, they're thinking about their money. But for me, it's like, money does mean nothing if I literally don't have rights or I don't have a world to live in or I feel nervous around every corner I turn, right? What? Okay, good. yes. Also, sorry, I just, I pulled up like this Instagram post that I saw about like the differences in like Biden and Trump's like stances on everything and I'm looking at like the economy one Tax cut to the richest 1%? Can you, like, how is that logical at all? It's not. And if you continue, because the purpose, like, the literal purpose of giving taxes to the rich is un hoping that they use, or tax cuts to the rich, is hoping that they use that money, their own money, and invest in their communities, right? But they're not doing that. So now we need to pull it from them because it all ties together. If you get that money from them that they should contribute, that literally won't affect their livelihoods at all because people like Jeff Bezos will literally still be billionaires. Billionaires. <laughs> if you just get that money, you can fund education. You can fund police reform. You can fund so like social program reform. Like you can form these programs you can actually fund them but if you don't do that and then that's what it's called to be a cycle of like systemic oppression because by not funding these things you are allowing people to remain uneducated you are about allowing people to not get the societal addiction help they need and you keep people in their place right i mean everything's connected it's crazy it's all connected which is why one vote counts. Because if you just find one thing that you feel passionate about that you can vote for, anything it is, because Trump doesn't support any of it. He doesn't support any of it. Are we going to talk about how we only paid $750 in taxes, income tax? I paid more than that. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I literally paid more than that. And I'm a freaking student. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I paid more than that. I know for a fact that the tax taken out of my ECMC internship checks when I was a sophomore totaled up to be more than 750, okay? Like, I know that for a fact. And we're like little students, like <laughs> $750, that's like. And what has he done? What has he done with that money? Start companies, start businesses that have failed, that have in no way improved the livelihood of anybody in this nation. And that is what ta giving tax cuts to the rich is supposed to do. If you're hoarding, my question literally, like I really am concerned for people who think that this is a money issue. How much happiness is money actually bringing you when society is crumbling? Like, are you that obsessed with yourself? <laughs> and that obsessed with your money because what are you going to show you're going to show off some tesla 
right? You're going to show off a big house. Okay, what else? How many people are actually going to give a shit about that when they are literally dying? When people are literally being bullied? When people are being, like, when does humanity come first? And that's what Andrew Yang was all about. He literally said humanity first. Like, I understand people who don't want to support Biden, but like, but don't like Trump and then probably supported Andrew Yang because he was like human-centered capitalism. Like, he was like a moderate, he was humanity first. But at this point, if you still support that ideology, how is not voting helping that? It's not. That's the thing. That's what people don't, like, people who are choosing not to vote don't understand. If you actually want to put humanity first and if you actually care about people First of all, if you let's start at the top. If you care about women, if you care about the women, yes, okay, in your family. But if you care about women in general, if you care about your mom, if you care if you care about your mother, like your mother, <laughs> your sister, and like if you care about me as a friend, if you care about the women in general can you just like women in general like (laughs) do i have to relate it back to people you know if you care about women in general how are you not voting if you care about the lgbtq community how are you not voting if you care about your black brothers and sisters how are you not voting if you care about the people that literally work so hard even though they don't have citizenship here but they pay more in taxes than donald trump then how are you not voting it's I think I just I keep going back to the point of like even if you're apathetic can you just not be apathetic for others like even if it's not affecting you can you just do it for others like and people are like oh voting is a private thing like voting is like I have the choice of whether I want to vote or not I'm like yeah but what's going on right now is not a private thing but some people don't get that. You know, how do we incentivize voting? I feel like that's such a big question right now. How to incentivize voting? My main concern is, like, I feel like when there's people that don't know that they can get absentee ballots and there's people that don't know that they, like, still have a shot to, like, vote, that's so easy. You're just like, oh, holy shit. Like, dude, just get your absentee ballot. Like, it's easy. It's, like, registered to vote is great. And then they're, those are the people that are like, oh, like, I will do this. And then they're willing to do that. My roommate just did that just now. Like, she just didn't know. And then I think the hardest part, and then there's people who are like, how is there any difference between the two of them? And, like, to those people, I, I ask you to just maybe step back and just actually see the difference in human being that these two people are. At least on the forefront. I don't give a shit if at the end of the day, Joe Biden is actually a terrible person at heart. Because at least the way he's saying stuff makes me feel safer than what Donald Trump says. I mean, like, think about it. Like, we've also already have seen what Donald Trump has done to America. You know? And so, like, how can you not want change? But then then we go back to those... People are the same people who are just not experiencing it. They're not experiencing what Donald Trump has done to America. Right. And I think this goes back to the whole concept of empathy, which is what we wanted this episode to be about. But, like, it goes back to just show that, like, how how closed off is your world that you can't put yourself in somebody else's shoes? Even for a second. Like, how closed off are you? I love that. Yeah. 
how closed off is your world? And not even that, how closed off are you choosing to be? That, exactly. Because I feel like at this point, with all the resources that we have, if you're still choosing to remain ignorant, blissfully ignorant, what does that mean about you? Because you are choosing, there's a difference between being empathetic and giving up your life for the cause of others. Actually, we talk about this in ethics. And I said, like, I don't think it's every human being's job to save every human life. But I do think it is our job as human beings to not do harm and to not be the cause of other people's suffering. And I firmly believe that if you are not voting in this election, you are a direct cause of someone else's suffering because your one vote could count to alleviate their suffering, whether you believe it or not. And if you don't believe it, if you honest to God think your vote doesn't matter, what is the harm in voting anyway? Exactly. I couldn't have said it better. If you think your vote doesn't matter, what is the harm in voting anyway? I'm going to say it again. Just do it anyway. Just vote anyway. Because if it doesn't matter and your state goes red anyway, at least you tried. At least you did something. Right? Even if you even if you aren't supporting Black Lives Matter on the forefront, right? Even if you're not like advocating for education, even if you're not doing any of that shit, but you just gave in your vote. That's better than nothing. That's better than nothing. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to our October episode. Um, We hope you go out and vote for this uh, November election. It's a big one. Um, Next episode, we will be talking about the election and our reactions to it. So stay tuned for that. And also stay tuned for the bloopers after the outro music. Thanks for listening. So, I th- yeah, we cut before. Hello. Hello. Hello? Yes, I'm here. Hello? Okay. So, we cut. Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? <laughs> Hello? Yeah, can, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, then why do we keep saying hello? No, why do you keep saying hello? I'm only saying hello because you're saying hello. No, you keep you keep saying hello like you're a pigeon. Like you're like hello. <laughs> I'm like, why is she confused right now?